WBNE. Hello from elsewhere. I'm Casey Winters, and this episode comes to you straight from a music and dance-filled Washington Heights. I'm ecstatic to be joined today by one half of the podcast, Sincerely Us. She's also someone who might share a brain with me. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> we both have a love of office supplies and of Tom Cruise movies, and we both connect on a very deep level with both Chidi Anagonye and Ben Solo. It's Eni Frenmayor. Hi, Eni. Hi, Casey. <laughs> hello, hello. Oh my god, that was the best <laughs> intro ever. <laughs> I'm legitimately blushing right now. It was perfect. You were blushing at the sound of Ben Solo, weren't you? I was. I love him so much. I know. How are you? I'm good. I was just going to say we could just start a second podcast and just talk about Ben Solo all the time. I would be 100% into that. (laughs) I'm ready whenever you are. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. So how are you? I didn't say how are you. I'm good. I am. It's Monday night, so I'm a little sleepy because Mondays, but I'm good. I'm really excited to talk to you today. I've been really excited to do this for a while now. I know, right? It feels like forever ago that I asked you, so. I know. It has, but you know, holidays and things and Star Wars release. Lots of stuff has been happening. True. Lots of stuff. And it's not like we don't talk anyways, so, you know. Every day. Right. (laughs) So, okay, so I like to ask one question before the big question. So, Eni, what is your first memory of a story, whether it's a movie or a book or any type of fiction? Okay, well, I cheated again. (laughs) Um, I gave you one of each. Oh, okay. (laughs) So my first memory of a a story, specifically a book, was Runaway Ralph. Oh, yeah. Um, And it's my mom used to read chapter by chapter to me and my brother like before we went to bed so that's like one of the first full stories that I remember um and then as a movie it's The Little Mermaid because that's my first VHS that I remember owning and as far as any type of fiction I obviously chose musical theater so um for that it's Phantom of the Opera nice always that's awesome yeah I remember because one of our all-important questions or something I don't remember what it was but Runaway Ralph came up and we had mentioned Yeah, I, I don't remember which one it was either. Yeah. <laughs> but I always cheat when it comes to your questions. <laughs> your questions are very constricting and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. You're the one that gives like, you know. 17 answers? Right. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm very indecisive. <laughs> that's okay. I totally get it, which isn't really fair because my next question is the big question. <laughs> what piece of fiction do you love above all others? <sighs> okay, so... I chose In the Heights, which is a Broadway musical that is my favorite piece of fiction ever. Was this a difficult question? As mentioned, (laughs) I am very indecisive. So yes, this was incredibly difficult. I love fiction, all kinds of fiction, books, movies, musicals, uh, TV shows, plays, everything. I, I love fiction like as a genre. So for me to have to pick one thing within one genre, within one subgenre, was very, very difficult. But I definitely decided when you asked me that I wanted to stick to something musical theater-y, and then it was just a matter of picking a musical, which was in and of itself very difficult. Right. So I'm within the heights. I know next to nothing about it. I've seen the trailer for the movie coming out. Super excited. <laughs> so excited. It looks amazing. So excited. And I love musical movies. And so I'm very excited. But 
for me and for listeners who out there who might not know what, um, like, how would you describe In the Heights? In the Heights is the best musical ever. <laughs> um, no, but seriously. Okay, so without giving too much away, it's this amazing story that takes place in a predominantly Hispanic American community within Washington Heights, New York. And it's just this, it's so accurate. I mean, it's written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is a Hispanic American. So I would expect a musical about Hispanic Americans to be very accurate. Um, But it's just, it's a contemporary piece that's so eerily accurate to my life (laughs) that it's perfect. Um, And whether you are Hispanic American or not, I feel like there are aspects of the show that are extremely relatable to anyone. Um, And it's basically this community of people who some people are kind of being shoved out of the neighborhood because of gentrification. You know, some people are just looking for a better way of life. You know, some people are just dreaming to do something else. So it's just it's a whole community of people that are just, I love the show so much, Casey. I need you to listen to it like right now. Well, would you recommend me waiting for the movie like to? I don't know. I'm always hesitant to just listen before I see the thing. And so like, because I thought about that. I thought about listening first, but then if the movie's coming out, yeah, I don't know. I get that. Um, I'm not sure because based on the th- on the trailer that came out, it looked like they're going to change a couple mm-hmm. of aspects of it just to kind of bring it up to um, like today's like I know that they're they're um, gonna have an aspect of like the dreamers in there, which mm. isn't an aspect in the actual show. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think anyone should ever wait to listen to Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> That's just my opinion. <laughs> That's like your your motto, your life's motto. <laughs> yeah, don't wait for Lin Manuel. <laughs> I love Lin so much, and this is the show that definitely, as much as everyone loves Hamilton, and I too love Hamilton. This is the show that really got me with Lynn. And I listened to Hamilton because of the fact that I was already obsessed with Lynn um, because of In the Heights. So In the Heights came out before Hamilton, right? Like yeah. this is before he, he oh, sort of oh, made yeah. it big. He won a Tony for this show. This was the first Tony he won. Um, this was, I want to say it was 2009. I could be wrong, but I saw it. I didn't see it until 2012. And it had already, um, it was already off Broadway at that point. So I want to say it was like 2008. Oh no, I lied. 2005. Wow. Um, but it wasn't on Broadway until 2008. Okay. So it was off Broadway so. before that. Basically. Exactly. Well, then uh, you touched on it. So you've seen it in person. What was that? I have. What was that like? Okay. I've seen In the Heights probably six or seven times. Um, I live in Miami where it is predominantly a Hispanic American community. Um, So there is an In the Heights community production at least once or twice a year. And um, me and my family definitely make it a point to go see it as much as we can. Um, The first time I saw it was honestly life-changing for me. Um, I I am Hispanic-American. My mom is um, first-generation Cuban. My father was born in Colombia. And um, so I've grown up in this, like, Spanglish world where I went to school and everyone that I went to school with, yeah, everyone speaks Spanish because it's Miami, but, you know, you speak English in school. And I went home and my grandparents only speak Spanish. And my mom was trying to teach my brother and I to speak Spanish. So we spoke Spanish at home. So it was it was interesting in the way that I was brought up because my mom loved contemporary things. So we listened to pop music and all of that. But my grandparents were very into Cuban culture and Cuban music and that. So 
the musicals that I learned from my grandparents were West Side Story and Evita, because those are basically <laughs> all you get as a Hispanic person in the Broadway community. So sitting down to watch In the Heights was completely life-changing because West Side Stories takes place in the 60s, I believe, and Evita's in like the 30s and 40s. So none of that is really contemporary. None of the the problems that, you know, those characters were having were, you know, anything that I was going through. And sitting down and watching In the Heights, and because of the fact that it took place in the time that I grew up, in a culture that I'm so accustomed to, it was just, it was the first time that I saw myself represented on stage. So it completely changed everything for me. Um, Nina, who is one of the protagonists, is you know, born in in America, but her parents are Puerto Rican. She's like off to college and, you know, fighting with herself on whether she's American or whether she's Hispanic or where she fits in. And it's just, it honestly, completely life-changing for me. And you you mentioned how it changed your life in some sort of way. Like, how does it how has it affected you now? You know, like, like how long ago did you see it? I saw it um, in 2012, so eight years ago. And I had, you know, I, I've watched, I've been into musical theater basically my whole life. And I have always seen, like, everything that comes out. You know, I've seen all the, most of the classics. I've seen everything that's come out contemporary, um, contemporary pieces. And I just, for me, this was the first time that they got it right. It was the first time that I, like, have been able to sit down and now talk to people about, you know, who asked me questions about the show. And I'm not Puerto Rican. I'm, you know, I was born in America. I was, you know, of Cuban and Colombian descent. But this was my culture. This was how I grew up. It was, you know, people asking me to translate certain things for them because they don't know Spanish or, you know, and not in a condescending way, you know, more of an accepting like, oh, I want to understand this way, right? which has been great, <laughs> honestly. That's awesome. You, you also kind of touched on this already, but what, what do you feel In the Heights is saying? Like on a thematic level, what does it say about the world or about society? Okay, so for me, it's definitely all about community and having pride in your heritage. Like I said earlier, it also deals with, you know, gentrification and how it affects certain communities. Um, It has a great message about um, found families, which I know that you guys talk about a lot. But, um, you know, the, the group of people who are the center of this show most of them aren't related. Like you have the main character who uh, Lynn obviously originated is Usnavi, who he has a cousin that works with him in the bodega that he works in. But then you have Nina, who isn't really related to them, but they grew up next to each other. So they're basically family. And there's in the first song, there's a line that says, that was abuela. She's not really my abuela, but she practically raised me. This corner is her escuela. And what that says is like, this is grandma. She's not really my grandma, but she grew raised all of us because, you know, she's the old lady of the block and all of us call her, you know, abuela. And it it's definitely has that theme of, you know, being a part of you, your community and, and just, you know, loving who you are and where you fit in the world. And, and why do you think that's, why do you feel that's important? Like, you know, you've, you've said it's a contemporary thing and even the movie itself is, is even more contemporary than the show originally was like, what, why is that important now? Well, I mean, for me, and and it's, it's funny for me to say this because I, I live in Miami, which is definitely one of the more accepting places of, you know, um, Latin American, Hispanic American people, because of the fact that the majority of the people that live down here are Hispanic American. But I, I think that it's, 
extremely important for these first generation, second generations, Latin Americans to understand that they're American, but they still have heritage and culture that they can be proud of. Just because it's not, you know, American, it's, you know, Colombian, Puerto Rican, Cuban, wherever it is, it's still culture and heritage that you should be proud of. I love it. So that's that's, that's definitely something that's very very important to me. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm super excited. I'm yeah. I can't wait. That I thought the movie trailer looked <laughs> awesome, and I think that I'll trust you and just listen to the music beforehand. Oh, I'm I'm <laughs> so beyond excited for the movie. When the trailer came out, I was driving to work, and I legitimately pulled over to the side <laughs> of the road to watch it because this show means so much to me and the movie I like I know that Lynn had his hand in it and was watching over the whole thing so I can't imagine that it's gonna be bad yeah um and I'm just like the cast is great the the um Anthony Ramos who's playing Usnavi is an amazing actor he was in Hamilton and has played Usnavi before he's an amazing actor and singer and I'm super excited for this to come out well and it's uh, directed by John Chu, right? Is that right? Yes, crazy. Yes. Yeah, crazy rich Asians. I loved crazy rich Asians. So as soon as oh, I saw that movie. too, I was like, yes, yes, I'm in. Yes, I mean, I was absolutely. already excited for it because I knew you, and I know you were excited for it, and I was <laughs> really excited. And I love movie musicals, anyways. And then does West Side Story come out this year as well, or is that next year? Yeah, oh. no, it's coming out 2020 as well. So you have um, In the Heights is coming out uh, June 26 which is the one-year anniversary of Sincerely Oh, Us. that's awesome. I didn't know um, <laughs> And I believe West Side Story is coming out in October. Okay. I want to say. Yeah. Which I'm also really excited about. Yeah. I mean, it's Spielberg, I just, I'm so it'll for, be interesting. I know. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. I'm ready for that trailer. Okay. So I have some rapid-fire questions for you. These don't necessarily okay. have to do with In the Heights unless, unless they do. You know, it's up to unless you. Unless they do. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, okay, go. So the first few are just kind of the general ones, and then I have some that are more specific to you. So okay. who is your favorite fictional protagonist? Wally. Oh, why? I'm so happy you said that, but why? <laughs> Because he's amazing. I love Wally so much. I think he is, oh my God, first of all, hello, Dolly. Um, <laughs> second of all, <laughs> he's just adorable and he is, he's such a good robot. <laughs> I just right. want to hug him. Oh, man. Um, and he legitimately saves the world. Right. Oh, I love Wally so much. I have a, yes. a Lego Wally on my shelf at work. All the kids get excited when they, because I work with, That's like awesome. at the elementary school where I work. So all the little kids yeah. get super excited when they see it. Oh, Wally's so good. He's the best. That's honestly like it's my favorite Pixar movie. Oh yeah, mine too. And, mine too. Oh, so good. Yeah. I love Wally. And again, you and I are sharing a brain, so mm -hmm. th that's going to be a running theme through these, probably. Oh yeah, I agree. Or one hundred percent. Okay, who is your favorite fictional villain? Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm blushing. <laughs> I almost said Ben Solo, but they're two different people, right. so it's fine. <laughs> Uh, why why kylo ren i and me and you have talked about this for the past what three weeks every now? day one of us texts <laughs> the other and I, I just and maybe i like caveat let's try not to spoil things but but i don't know if we can talk about it without spoiling things <laughs> i'll try not to i'm not gonna say anything specific i just think that he has a great character arc and that he grows so much as a character throughout the three movies that he's in and I love him so much. Oh my goodness. I agree. 100%. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. 
what story makes you laugh more than any other? Um, okay, so this one was hard for me, but I wanted to stick again with the musical theater genre. So I'm going to say the Book of Mormon, mm. the musical. Nice. I think it's hysterical and awesome and I love it. Perfect. What story makes you cry more than any other? Also sticking within musicals, the last five years. Oh, which is yeah. Have you seen no, it? No, I I know what it is, and I've meant to, but no. It's they took it off. They took the movie off Netflix, which I'm really upset about. But it's definitely worth your time. If you lived in the Star Wars universe, what would your role or occupation be? So you know, Jedi pilot, yeah. Sith Lord, etc. Can I just be Ray? Okay, like actually Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This perfect. is your. That's my answer. Yeah, this is your question, so you can pick what you want. That that's definitely my answer. Okay, why Ray? Because again, <laughs> she. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, her, she's just such a strong person, and comes from like such humble beginnings to become this like badass warrior that like. Oh my god. And she still has like the biggest heart of anyone that I know in that series. Um, and I love her a lot. Right. I was thinking about this because so we just did our symbolism of names thing and we didn't spend enough I know it was a great episode. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't spend enough time on Ray because, you know, we talked about how her name Ray sounds like a ray of light. But I've just been thinking about every time I watch her in any of the movies, she's got like this lightness about her curiosity. Like she just gets giddy about seeing the Star Wars universe, you know, like that just yeah. makes me so happy. Like there's that moment in The Last Jedi where it's just raining and she's just so excited that there's rain and she's just smiling as she feels the rain. Like yep. it's one of those quiet moments that just, ah, I love Ray so much. Um, It's funny because like you, it, uh, Ray obviously does sound like um Ray of Sunshine, but in Spanish, Ray means king. Yeah. So it's just like completely different kind of take to that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. For your next episode on names. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have one. I didn't tell you about this one because I just thought of it. So per our Discord discussion, because you and I both love Tom Cruise, favorite Tom Cruise movie. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that one's difficult. Um. Okay. So ooh, if I'm talking Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible 2 is probably my favorite one. Really? That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> Why is um, that one your favorite? I don't know. <laughs> I First of all, it's the I dubs love in Tom slow Cruise. motion, isn't it? That's exactly what it is. <laughs> no, um, I I just because that's the like the first time that they really mess around with like the face changing technology thing. Yeah, like they do it in I think they do it in the first one. I haven't seen the first one in such a long time, um, but they they do it a lot in the second one, and like that's like so freaky to me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, but like that like I remember loving that and the fact that it's like in Australia um is super cool. But yeah, I love Tom Cruise a lot. He is definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. I've probably seen all of his movies. Top Gun is another one that's just amazing. Risky Business is hilarious. <sighs> I, I I'm with Tom you. Cruise. I love Tom Cruise movies. I don't I think he's just really good at oh, Minority Report. Picking, oh my right? god. I think he's just really good at picking what movies he wants to do. Like he has that power and so I don't know. He does. I mean, he still has a couple of duds. Like The Mummy I mm. watched wasn't great. I didn't hate it as much as everybody else did, probably because I love Tom Cruise so much. Yeah. But um it wasn't his best. Um, oh, what's the one with him? And Emily Blunt. Uh, Edge of, yeah, Edge yeah. of Tomorrow. Oh my God, that one's really good too. That's a good one. That, that one might be my favorite. Oh. 
don't mine, know. mine might be I'm making this interview about me. I just mostly I just it's want like, to talk oh, more Vanilla about Tom Cruise. Sky. Isn't he in Vanilla Sky? Vanilla yeah. Sky is a good mm-hmm. movie. I was gonna say I like oh. Mission Impossible Five. Yeah, Rogue Nation, the first one with Ilsa. Oh, I love that one. Yes, so much. that one's good too. Yeah, this last one was really good too. Yeah. One time Christopher McQuarrie answered me on Twitter, the director of the last <gasps> two, and I was just, yeah, I was so happy. It's a dumb I thing to be happy I, about. I, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> That's amazing. I know, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, last one. If you okay. could play any character in musical theater, who would it be and why? Okay, so I'm going to start this off by saying I cannot sing, so I would never do this. <laughs> um, but I would definitely say Nina from In the Heights for all of the reasons that I've stated before. I think that she's such a real character in this show. Um, she's definitely not a perfect character. She has flaws. Um, and she is struggling with the same things that like I did when I was like that age. You know, do I want to be going to college? Do like I'm struggling so much because, you know, I don't have the money to pay for college, so I'm working like two jobs to try to pay for everything and then also study and also do this and and then I have to come back home and like where am I what am I doing and it's just she is I think she's such a great role model because of the fact that she's not perfect and because of the fact that like I said she struggles with the same things that a lot of people that age in her position struggle with so I love her a lot that is amazing well Ini, thank you so much for letting me interview you about your favorite piece of Absolutely. fiction. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, Ini, plug away. What 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 are you up to these days? Okay. Well, I have a podcast <laughs> called Sincerely Us where I um sit with my best friend Becca for an hour a week and we talk about musical theater, which is something that both of us love. Um, we are a part of the WBNE network along with Hello from Elsewhere. Um, so you can follow or you can find out all about our show on WBNE.org, or you can find our show wherever you get your podcasts. I love Sincerely Us. I look forward to it every single week. I get so excited. And Aww. and I'm not even, like I've said before, you guys are way more knowledgeable about that side of things than I am. But I just, I love both of you. And so I just get so excited <laughs> listening. <laughs> we love your show so much. We talk, like Becca and I, text friday so much like going back and forth about whatever it is that you and valerie talk about every week so it's just like we love your show just as much so well now you have to put that in the happy beeps discord just talk about it in there oh absolutely (laughs) and you guys need to join the discord right to our listeners if you want to join the wbne discord you can go to patreon.com slash hello from elsewhere for just three dollars a month you get access to the discord Becca and Eni are both there, and uh, Valerie and I are both there as well. And you get access we to We spend the... a lot of time on that yes, Discord. Yes, we're there all the time. <laughs> it's it's bad but awesome at the same time. So, Oh, and speaking of WBNE.org, there are other podcasts. There's Sincerely Us and Hello From Elsewhere, but there's other awesome podcasts like this one. Hello, I'm Tyler Carlin, and I love you. And I'm Emily Carlin, and I love you too. And if you love someone or you love love, you should listen to our new podcast, Bagels! We're not experts, but we sure would like to be. And we believe the best way to get better at something is to practice. So listen to our story as it unfolds as young parents. As best friends. As husband and wife. As we explore what relationships mean to us and to those around us. Bagels, available now at WBNE.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, thank you for listening, and thank you again, Eni, for for joining us. It was so much fun. I had a blast. Thank you again for having me, Casey. Yes. And will you give us a happy beeps? (laughs) Happy beeps. Happy beeps.
I completely forgot I was supposed to do that. That made me so happy. 